So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, and I am so glad that you are joining me today. This is this is a really exciting episode of the podcast. I'm doing something very different here, you guys. Now, if you're if you're listening right now on Spotify or on iTunes, something cool has already occurred. Uh, and I want to invite you guys to be a part of this cool thing uh, down the road. So here's the deal. Podcast listeners, Many of you know this, uh, but I have a, a, a Facebook group. It's, a, it's called the Six Figure Photography Mastermind uh, Community, right? And, and I'd love for you to be a part of it because right now, actually, I'm recording this podcast simultaneously live inside of the Mastermind Group. And I'm getting feedback and questions uh, and engagement in that group. And now I'm actually making it a live video for you guys uh, here who are listening uh, uh, while you're driving, while you're running, while you're folding laundry, whatever that may be. And so down the road, I'd love for you guys to come and actually be a part of the mastermind group. It's a free group. It's just like, this is a, a, a second opportunity for me to actually engage with you because right now, if you're listening on the podcast, you're just listening to me. You can't talk back to me. Like right now, Jess, she's in the mastermind group, but she's talking back to me because I'm recording this live right now. So I would love for you to be there. You can uh, get that at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind, sixfigurephotography com forward slash mastermind. There's just a couple questions to answer in regards to like how you how you found me, how you got there, and then I will approve you to come on in and be a part of the community, and we would love to have you there. You guys, the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of the mastermind community, and pretty much anything that I do is to help you grow, to help you grow personally, to help you grow with your interpersonal relationships, but most importantly, it seems to be to help you grow your business. Now, this is all intermixed. It's like you grow your, your, you grow your relationships, you grow your personal development, uh, and in, in return, you will grow your business. And so I'm a very like tri-focused, <laughs> if you will, on all three of those avenues. All right, before we go any further, we need to just take a quick pause and give a shout out to the supporters of the SFP podcast, and then we will get right back into the show. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. 
You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing, too, is everything is online. Like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents, it's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business, like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture. But maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way. With FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. Now, today's episode, this one's going out to the wedding photographers. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are a boudoir photographer, if you are a family photographer, you will still find uh, advantages here. Honestly, if you, if you are in um, uh, the creative industries that have trade shows, you will find value here because today I'm going to be really talking entirely about my trade show strategy. I love trade shows and I'm going to be kind of focusing up towards the bridal show end of that uh, spectrum. But a lot of this is going to be uh, spillover. A lot of it is going to apply across the zone. But you guys, I, I, I really do love bridal shows. Now, before you like hang up, before you click next uh, or you find a new podcast to listen to, uh, I know what you're thinking. My guess is you're probably thinking, yeah, Ben, I've tried a bridal show uh, and it didn't work out. I got burned. It was uh, I, I, I spent $500 to go to this thing. I gave up my Saturday or my Sunday or my Friday and I attended it and it was a wash. I didn't get anything from it. It seemed like everybody at the show, they were budget, uh, clients. Um, they, uh, didn't value what I did. Uh, it seemed like my ideal client was not there. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. Um, and so I've, I've, I'm not going to do bridal shows. Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, bridal shows just seem like something for someone who's just starting out. Bridal shows don't seem like something that an established professional would attend. If you were actually killing it in business that you wouldn't need a bridal show, it makes sense why you would feel all those things because at some point in my career, I have also felt all, all of those things. And then I realized that, well, something might just be up. You know, uh, I had written off bridal shows for a long time back in like, I think it was 2013. I attended a show and I felt all the things that I just expressed. And I walked into that show and I walked out of that show 
so frustrated. It was a complete wash, right? And we were, you know, we were starting at probably $4,000 for wedding photography. And so I was thinking we were completely out of price point for these couples. Um, I thought it was just a complete waste of time. And I didn't attend another show for like three or four years. Okay. So I want you guys to understand that I, I get why you felt this way. But then something happened. Uh, a couple years ago, I was gifted a show. Somebody, a, a vendor, that a venue that I'm really close with, more or less begged me to be a part of the show because they loved our work. They wanted us to be photographing more at that venue. They begged me to become a part of it. And so I attended the show and I figured, well, if I'm going to do another show, I might as well consider uh, – Maybe I wasn't doing it right. What if I tested some new things? What if I showed up to this show with a plan? What if I showed up to the show with a very clear, intentional strategy, very different than I've ever showed up to any bridal show before? And what I came away with was about $70,000 in new sales from a single show. And what has gone on to occur is uh, bridal shows at this point are the number one way that we generate leads for our business. Um, and you guys, please listen up. Uh, you know, our average wedding that we are booking here at Style Story is like around 8K. Okay. So just to be clear, bridal shows are the number one way that we're generating leads and we're bringing in couples and booking them at about AK. And that is before in-person sales. That is before print, all right? And so it feels like, because I've been in this uh, the situation, everyone who's got something bad to say about um, trade shows, about bridal shows, uh, they simply haven't been executing them properly. Right, and that is a it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a little bit of a jab, but it just seems like we've just been doing them the wrong way. Some, you know, maybe we just did it the wrong way. Maybe we designed uh, a booth that just wouldn't convert, and it would just disappear into a sea of other vendors. Or maybe um, we didn't know what to say or or how to like transition and move. Uh, these these leads, it's like through a funnel, like through a process. Maybe we didn't have an actual real follow-up strategy. So when we acquired these new leads, we didn't actually know what to do with them and it all fell apart. It could be all of those things or any number of them. But that's the big, I mean, that's really the big thing is, man, most people who've got something bad to say about bridal shows is probably just because they did it wrong, uh, which is a hard, like, again, hard pill to swallow. So listen, that's my point here is not to make you feel bad. It, it totally makes sense. I think of, of one of the big reasons that so many photographers and vendors have a terrible experience at a bridal show is because we believe the claims of the of like the trade show host and the tr the claims of the trade show host are as follows there will be thousands <laughs> there will be thousands of leads who are just waiting to hire you there will be hundreds of leads chomping at the bit to hire you you come to this show and we'll handle the rest. You come to the show and we will get you booked up. You come to the show and we will get you leads that you couldn't imagine. And we and we kind of, I, I think we kind of believe the claims of, of the people who are trying to sell us tickets to actually like attend the show as vendors. Thinking that by the very nature, if we show up to it, you know, they're going to bring this flock of people and do the rest and it's all going to work out. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case at all. It will take a very clear strategy, very clear, intentional strategy at every single step of the way. And um, and so that's maybe what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Uh, and there's kind of three stages for for trade show success. Um, the first one is, is before you even decide the trade show, you've got to choose the right trade show, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about choosing the right trade show, how to actually decide which bridal show to attend. The second thing we're going to get into today is that second phase, which is the, it's like showtime. It's like the literally, like the show is occurring. It is that Saturday morning, that Sunday morning, maybe it's a, a Friday, Saturday show, whatever it is. But like what has to take place at the show itself to move you closer towards success? The, the things like maybe your booth setup, the things like, what are you going to say? <laughs> it's like, you have all these people coming through your booth. Like what on earth are you going to communicate and say to these people? What's going to come out of your mouth that is actually going to convert someone from a cold lead? Maybe they're warm, but they're most likely cold into actually becoming a client of yours. What are you going to say? And then I want to end the podcast kind of touching a little bit on the third stage of trade show success, which is the, the 
the follow-up. It's like the post-show follow-up sequence. And so uh, we're going to dabble uh, on kind of all these things. I'm going to popcorn off some different ideas. Again, I am live in the mastermind community right now. And so I'm going to see what type of questions uh, they may have. Maybe I'll popcorn in a question or two there. If you are watching this live in the Mastermind community, please be very concise with your question and only ask one question. If you send me a huge paragraph in the Mastermind group, I will not be reading that while recording this podcast episode. So let's let's dive right in. All right. So choosing the right show. When we're thinking about um, trade shows, maybe we should start by just defining that there are a few different types of, of bridal shows, of trade shows that you could attend. For starters, you have the giant like um, touring trade shows. They kind of travel around the country. There's usually some mecca company that owns them and they do one in like every state or every region and they tend to be um, uh, once yearly, potentially quarterly depending on the area, but usually like a yearly show that'll come through your, your city, your state, your region and they are massive. They're going to attract, you know, uh, 2000 plus, uh, people to attend the show, right? So these massive things, they typically are like a two day long show. Um, so that's one type of bridal show that you could be looking at. The other type of show are ones <laughs> I have, I, I, you know, I'm going to call them out on this. They describe themselves as boutique shows, right? So like the boutique show experience. Now the boutique show is pretty much, code word for like small janky show, <laughs> like not a big budget show. Uh, and listen, I'm sure there are amazing boutique shows out there that are very high end and very limited and, and very exclusive and all that kind of stuff, but they probably fall into this other category that I'll get into. But the boutique show, they tend to be at something like maybe they'll, they'll be at a Hilton, they'll be at a Marriott, they'll be at some hotel, maybe they'll be at a venue. Um, and they're going to be very small, single day, a single afternoon type of a show. You know, they're only going to bring in maybe a couple hundred people, maybe even a hundred people, right? So the boutique show, also much more affordable, by the way, right? So those big shows can be thousands of dollars. A lot of times these boutique shows are under a grand, uh, and that's something to consider. The last one is this. The last type of show, and these are some of my favorite, by the way, are, you know, they kind of go by this... They're really open houses, really is what it is, right? So it's a bridal show, but it's really just an open house. And, and what I'm getting at is this is a venue-specific show, right? So it'll be a venue-specific show that it's going to feel very much like a boutique show. Uh, it, it's going to be small. It's going to be at a specific venue, and it's going to attract couples who are specifically looking to uh, get married at that venue or – uh, a lot of times with these open houses, the the venue is actually um, inviting current couples. So the, one of the downfalls about a venue specific show, uh, uh, an open house, is that a lot of the people they've they they potentially could already have a whole bunch of their stuff booked because maybe they've uh, they've gotten married a while or engaged a while ago. Um, but they're going to be inviting people who are already going to be having their wedding at that venue. Now, these are some of my favorite. These are essentially boutique shows, but they're specific to a venue. And I love attending these if the venue is a venue that you want to be a part of, right? Like if it's a venue that you're like all about, then double down on an open house at your specific venues. And so a lot of times too, they're sneaky. These open houses are sneaky little buggers. You got to do some research. And so if you're thinking to yourself, man, uh, there's some venues in my area that I would love to start photographing at. Do some research. It's not going to smack you in the face like the big shows. Those big shows, they're advertising everywhere. They're Facebook adding. They're like, they're blowing it up. They're in magazines. They're in TV commercials. They, they're they huge budget, right? These open houses, if you're not already like showing interest in that space, you may need to actually do some Googling, do some research. You may need to even call them and ask like, hey, do you, do you guys have any private shows and any open houses? Um, at your venue and and begin to dig into that a little bit okay now once we, now that we've kind of defined these these three the kind that I like I like doing one huge ass show every year right so I like doing one big show that's like a two day show thousands of people and then I like doing a, like two to three of these like small open house uh, shows. These, these are ones that like, they're specifically targeted to venues that I want to be a part of. And so, um, that's what we're doing this year. You guys, we got a huge show that we're going to be doing, and then we're going to be doing two very specific open house kind of small shows. Now, uh, let's say that you stumble upon a show 
And there, you, you discover there's maybe a, a bunch of big shows that are going to be coming through your town, through your city, through your state. How do you decide what one to attend? I want to encourage you guys. Um, not all bridal shows, not all trade shows are created equally. We get this, right? You guys understand this. I'm sure some of you have attended some janky shows. And maybe that's where a lot of the frustration has come from. Um, and and then every now and then we kind of like we luck out and we, we sign up for a show and we show up and it was a great experience. And we think everything else must be like this. And the, and the truth is it's not. So you got to do your research before you even sign up for a show. There's a couple tips that I have for you guys. The first one is this. Make sure that you're attending a show that the the leads who attend, the couples who attend, the brides, the grooms, whatever kind of show it is, um, they have to pay to walk through those doors. And it could be as little as $5. I've seen shows charge as much as $100 to get in, right? Like these real boutique ones. But you want there to be buy-in from whoever is attending the show, okay? It's just a nice small – it's like a little filter. It's going to keep out a lot of the riffraff. It, it's like it's going to keep out the people who are just looking for freebies and are going to walk around with bags and just like collect mints and magnets. Uh, my two favorite M's, mints and magnets. Um, so uh, that's what you're going to look for. So make sure that you're looking for – Five uh, to twenty-five dollars. You know, if it's above twenty-five dollars, that actually is a boutique show that you may want to be a part of. It, uh, once you go above twenty-five dollars, that also could also really keep people out, unless the venue that it's at is that high end. But that's gonna be something. The next is you want to contact uh, the past vendors who were at that show, right? So the show, um, it, hopefully, it's been around, right? Uh, hopefully, it's existed in the past. Um, and you want to actually contact the people who have attended it last year. Now, last year is the best year. If you go three years back, even two years back, you're starting to get too far. You need to go directly to last year, and you're going to figure out who attended last year by calling up whoever's hosting it, and you're just going to ask them. I would love to know the list of people who attended last year. I'm highly considering attending this year. I'd love to know who attended it last year because, listen, they need you to buy a booth, <laughs> and they're going to do what they need to do to get you to buy a booth. And so that information, they usually will have it up on a website, or maybe they can email you that information. Information, but I want to know who actually attended. Are people even are people even attending it? And then I'm going to look for the people that I'm in a relationship with. Are there florists that I know? Are there are there other photographers that I'm tight with? And I'm going to call them up and I'm going to ask them, uh, was the show worth it? I'm going to ask them if they walked away with new bookings. I'm going to ask them probably the most important question, which is, are you going to attend it again? That's the big one, you guys. If they say no, uh, well, then pretty much everything else that they've, they could tell you that the show is amazing and all this kind of stuff. But if they're not attending it, then something may be up. Now, they could fit into that category, which is probably true, that they just didn't maybe do the show properly. And so I'm not going to put all my eggs under that single question, but just dig around, see, understand uh, what, like what was going on. Was the show worth it? Did it bring in leads? Uh, maybe it did bring in leads, but maybe they failed to convert those leads. All things to consider. The second thing that I'm, and this is one of the most important ones, is if I'm going to attend a show, I will not be attending the show alone. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they attend expos, when they attend bridal shows, is you go into it uh, as an island, right? Because we're all trying to figure out how am I going to get mine? How am I going to make this show worth it for me? How am I going to make the time that I'm going to be spending, the dollars that I'm going to be spending worth it for me? Because I don't want to waste those resources. We attend it as an island. I'm here to tell you guys, um, you need to attend it with partnerships. You need to attend it not thinking, how am I going to make sure it is worth my time and my money? But you actually want to turn that on its head a little bit. Uh, and consider how can I make this show worth the, the, the leads time and the leads money and the other vendors who are there? How can I make sure it's worth their time and their money? And I'll pack that maybe a little bit later here, but that turns the whole notion on its head of, of how to walk away with success from bridal shows because, um, let's go back to this whole vendor partnership thing. Again, this is before I attend a show. I'm looking 
for vendors who I'm in relationship with that I can reach out to and we can create a strategy to go into the show together. Meaning, uh, we can share each other's resources. Maybe I'm gonna work with a florist and the florist will have flowers at my booth and at their booth, I'm gonna make some canvases of their floral designs to put up. Then we're gonna get booths directly across from each other. And when leads come through, we're gonna ping pong them back and forth. We're gonna say, oh, these flowers are out there. Go check out this florist. And they're gonna say, thank you so much for complimenting my flowers. Um, Style Story took their pictures. I wanna be... I want to have the right mojo. I want to have the right energy surrounding me. Not only that, but you guys, it'll also make the show way more fun when you are not an island, when you have people that you are in relationship with at the show. Okay, now, does that make sense? Is everybody, everybody tracking with me on that one? Um, I'm going to get into a little bit more of what I mean when I say, um, how can I make the show worth their while? Because again, we're always so focused on ourselves. How can I make the show worth it for myself? Uh, you guys, let me ask you, let's go back to this florist kind of example that I just gave. So let's say that you uh, attend a bridal show um, with that floral partner that I just described, right? You connect with them, you guys get a booth across from each other, you use each, you use each other's resources, right? So let's say that you do all that and, and the show's over. Okay, when the show's over, um, who's going to keep giving you leads? Is the show going to keep giving you leads? Is the show going to keep generating a return? Is the show going to keep emailing you a lead every now and then when it's done and over with? No, of course not. But the other vendors will, okay? And I'm here to tell you, if you can focus on the other the leads are going to come. The, the, the traffic is going to come. You can do nothing but the traffic is there. I'm suggesting that you consider 50% of your energy at a trade show to go towards making that show a success for everybody else. Probably 50, let's go 51%. Let's go a majority of your energy should be towards making this show, the show a success for every other vendor, okay? Not just you. Because when the show is over, Who's going to continue to show up for you? Who are you going to have to look at the eye, look in the eye with at the next event that you're at, the next wedding that you're at? Who are going to have to continue to work with um, and build relationship towards, right? It's the other vendors. This is a huge one, okay? Now, whew, this is fun. I get, so, I get so jazzed about this. I love Brad Associates. Okay, so now let, let's say it's showtime. Let's move into the second phase. So let's say that we've chosen a show. We're going to do this giant show. We've we found a few partners to work with. We're going to work with a florist. We're going to work with a stager. We're going to work with a planner. We're, we're, we're going to work with a DJ. And we're going to create a little pod of like four booths all around each other that we're going to all pick out right next to one another. And this is going to be like the place to be in the whole show. And we are going to dominate. We're going to rock it. We're going to care for each other. I'm going to focus on getting them leads. I'm going to focus on bringing them value. And so now we are at the show itself. Let's talk a little bit about our booth set up at, at the trade show. I think that would be valuable. You guys, put yourself in the shoes of someone who is walking into that trade show, a lead who's walking into the trade show. Just imagine, I've, I've seen some of these, it's like, they're at, it's like they're at Disney World, the lines that are at some of these shows. Like there is a sea of scrambling couples who, who are all chattery and they're all looking, it's almost like they're gonna dash into this thing. They're all kind of being herd, herded in. <laughs> they're, and they're, all their information's getting collected as they walk into the show. They're having to fill out all this paperwork of their wedding date and all the different leads, or I'm sorry, all the different um, vendors that they've, they've chosen or they've not chosen. They're going through all this stuff. Then they're given usually some like lame like bling that like denotes that they are the uh the the bride or the groom right so it's like a flashy ring or like a pendant or a necklace just to put a target on them and then they they come through that experience they walk through the doors and there's just a sea of vendors there's a sea of of seagulls <laughs> if you will have you guys seen finding nemo where it's like mine 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 all these vendors are just like nine 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 just uh, picking at them as they kind of like are escorted through this course <laughs> of all these different vendors. And it is so overwhelming. There is so much to look at. There is so much noise. It is so much confusion. It is an overwhelming experience 
to say the least. And this is on top of an already overwhelming experience of like having to plan a wedding <laughs> or like deal with your mother-in-law in this thing or shoot, just deal with your own. So like it is overwhelming. And I'm setting that state, uh, scene for you guys to really ha have empathy for them, understand that, and then use that to make your space an oasis. Understand that your space, it, it cannot be a cluttered mess. Photographers, can I call y'all out? Y'all don't know what pictures are good. And so you plaster up 40, 50, 60 images on a, on a wall that your dad built, <laughs> hoping that maybe one of them someone will like, okay? And I want to encourage you, um, narrow that down. We have to simplify. We have to simplify, simplify, simplify our booth. We need to become an oasis for our couples, not just in the ambiance and the feel, but in the visual stimulation. There needs to be minimal images. And the images that you do show, they need to be large, just giant. Like we put up a nine foot photograph. It's a nine foot image. And it's like the like one of, like the one picture that we put up. Now we put up a couple other like framed matted, but literally it's like two we show three images it's like a giant nine foot image and then two other uh like 30 by 40s okay we go minimal 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 you want to create an oasis now another way to simplify uh like to create a place for someone's eyes to rest and even their mind to rest is is in symmetry when you have symmetrical designs, it signals the brain to say, I get this. I understand this. This is, uh, this is a clear design that uh, it, it, it computes. And there's something, I mean, we've all seen amazingly beautiful symmetrical photographs, right? Like a, a stunning archway with a couple in the middle, nose to nose, and like, who knows what the image is itself, but that symmetry anchors things. And it communicates, actually, it really, it's pretty powerful what symmetry communicates. Symmetry actually communicates authority. Symmetry communicates a, like a, a, a intentionality, and with intentionality comes trust. Uh, and so... We try to design our booth as symmetrical as possible. Now, this may seem like such a small thing, you guys, but man, this is a big deal. To design your booth symmetrical and simple is the ticket. That's one of the big things to do. Now, let's keep going in regards to booth design. Um, uh, one of the tips I would also suggest you guys is choose a corner section. If you choose a corner section, you're, you will essentially double the uh, road traffic that you could potentially encounter. Meaning instead of just having uh, a one road along your booth, if you do a corner, you will now be on an intersection. You'll have two roads, uh, two lanes. And so I love corners. Um, that's what I'm always trying to pursue is corners. Once again, when you're trying to decide your booth uh, uh, um, location, the biggest thing for me is being next to my partners. Now, maybe you want to be a little bit more strategic. Maybe you're new to the industry or you're new to the, uh, to the city you've just moved. Well, then this is an opportunity for you to uh, maybe you don't have a relationship with partners, but now you get to kind of like seek them out. You get to do a little, uh, uh, a little you action. Who watches you on on Netflix, right? We get to do a little stalker action. Uh, what's Joe's last name or Will, if you will? Anyhow, I digress. Anyone who got that is going to be laughing. Everybody else, go check out you on Netflix. Um, so uh, we're going to do a little stalker work, right? We're going to look up who are the vendors that you want to start working with. If you're new to the city, who do you want to be working with? Set your booth up next to theirs. Set your booth up across from theirs and use this as an opportunity to make the show worth it for them. Again, my goal of the show is not to make the show worth it for me. It's to make the show worth it for everybody else, to make it worth it for the leads who, who are coming out there, to make it worth it for the vendors who are coming out there, okay? Now, what do you say? Because a lot of photographers... They treat their words like they treat their images. <laughs> and what I mean is this. Remember how I gave you the description of like what most photographers do is they don't know what someone's going to like. And so they, they throw 50 images onto a, onto a wall that their dad made and they hope that one of those pictures work. Or they bring six different wedding albums and they hope that one of these wedding albums is going to connect with someone who picks it up. Or they throw up a slideshow of images and in that slideshow of images there are 200 photographs because they're just hoping that one of 
these is someone that someone will like. You guys, I'm here to tell you, if you cannot impress somebody with 30 photographs, what makes you think you're going to impress them with 100, right? And so the same thing is true of our words. And we Sometimes we don't think about what we're going to say. So like people start walking by our booth and we're like, hi. <laughs> and then we just start rambling. Does everybody relate to this? We just start like word vomiting of like, so I'm, um, I've been in business for you know um, a couple years. Uh, my style is photojournalistic and it's fresh and it's super bright and clean and, and it's airy. And um, I love candids. Um, and and I just, I'm, I love love and um, I'm just, I, I'd love to hear more about your wedding and what you're doing. Um, and then we, <laughs> and then there's just this awkwardness and then maybe we'll start talking again. So this is what happens. We don't know what to say. So we just start talking. You guys have a plan of what to say, have a script of what to say. And and I want to teach you guys something that I learned from an amazing person who is on the podcast. Uh, I'll have to pull up the episode, uh, but Shauna, Shauna May uh, was on the podcast a while back and she focuses on um, sales. Uh, but she came up with an amazing formula for, the, uh, for this type of interaction. And I'm going to share with you guys, I'll get a link uh, in the podcast notes uh, for that episode, let me do a quick little search here, see if I can find it, six-figure photography, I'm gonna do a little quick Google search here for Shauna May. Um, but it was so good what she came up with. Um, so here's the formula that you are, are gonna wanna follow for when someone comes up to you, okay? Uh, and it goes a little bit like this. Um, first off, we need to understand who it is that we're talking to. We're, we're talking to someone who's not a photographer. They don't get our craft. They really are a cold lead. They may be looking for a photographer, but they probably don't know you or your brand or anything that you're up to. Um, they are more or less a stranger, right? And so we need to talk to a stranger like they're a stranger and yet still convey what we are up to within our business, right? And so we can't be using jargon. We can't be long-winded. We can't just keep talking. We have to keep it uh very concise. And so Shauna, uh, Shauna May, she, um, she explained the formula as this, um, this is the, this is the structure. And then I'll explain what it would look like, uh, as you communicate it to couples. So here it is the start of it, by the way. So you know how, and then you'd plug in your, your lead. So you know how brides, they want this, but they don't want that. Yeah. I help with that. Okay. So it's, so you know how, and then you plug in your ideal client, you know, ideal clients, they, they really want this thing, but they absolutely don't want this other thing. This is where I come in. Yeah. I help with that. So you know how, you know, X wants Y, but they don't want Z. Yeah. I help with that. Okay. So does that make sense? So what you're going to do is, um, first you're just going to get somebody to, to walk. So anybody who walks by my booth, I'm going to say, Hey, have you found your photographer yet? Hey, have you found your photographer yet? Have, hey, have you found your photographer yet? And they're going to say, no, I haven't. And I'm going to say, perfect. Well, can I show you some images? I'd love to show you some of my artwork. And as we walk over, we're going to stand in front of my little slideshow. And I'm going to just simply explain this single sentence. So you know how a lot of brides, they want like stunning photographs, but more than anything, they don't want to feel posed or forced or contrived. Like they want authenticity with intentionality. Yeah. Like I help with that. That's where I come in. That's what you say. Then you shut up. <laughs> it's like you don't keep rambling, right? So in front of your slideshow of images, it's so, you know how couples, they really want this thing but they don't want this other thing. Yeah, that's where I come in. And then you ask this, what do you want? Because nobody else is asking them what they want. Everyone else is just doing the thing that I talked about or word vomiting on everybody at the trade show. And so they're just being like spewed on and no one is so concise and to the point and so um, clearly understood than what we just did. And then we're gonna follow that up with, what do you want? Like I can tell you all day long what I do and, and why it's like awesome, but like what do you want? 
And that is what you say. That is, that's, man, I should have charged you guys for that right there. <laughs> Anyhow, so, okay, so there, there's there's a little uh, tidbit of what to say. There's a whole lot more to say, but that, let me just get you started with that. Now, uh, here's a question that I get asked all the time, and I, I see this actually in the comments here in the Mastermind group is, um, what about prices, right? Are you showing prices? Is there a price sheet that you're handing out? Now, um, if you are cheap, then you hand out a price sheet. If you are not cheap, then you don't hand out a price sheet, okay? So I'll let you guys decide uh, which which category you fall into. If you are there to compete on price, if you believe, and there's no bad, by the way, I'm not here to make anybody feel bad, but if you can compete on price, maybe you're just starting out, okay? Maybe you're not full-time yet, but you're working towards building your portfolio and, and you're there to do that, you're there to get experience and you are cheap and you can compete on price, well then, shoot. Put out a price sheet, okay? I listen. You'll win. Do a, air quotes win, right? Like for the moment, you'll get some leads. You'll get some. You'll get some bookings, okay? Now it's not sustainable, but you'll get some bookings. That's why I'm positioning it that way. If you're new, right? Now, if you are not cheap, then my encouragement is to not put out a price sheet. To verbalize where you start at in that conversation and ask if you can connect with them, okay? So that that's my that'd be my advice. Now. One more thing to talk about in regards to um, the show itself and, and a tip here. Um, I have uh, the number one person to not ignore for you guys, please. This is the person to definitely not ignore. Now, obviously, it's like you're not going to ignore the couple. You're not going to ignore the bride or the groom or, or, or whatever that is. But please, do not ignore that random ass person who's standing next to them. And that person could be mom. It could be a maid of honor. It could be a sister. It could be the groom's sister. It could be some old friend. Who knows who it is, but they will have somebody with them. Nine times out of 10, they're going to have their little mini entourage. Do not ignore that person. Okay. I'm here to tell you that that person is their supporter. That person is there to give them feedback and to become a sounding board because as overwhelming as it was for the bride or the groom, they are going to look to that person as, as, a, as a trusted advisor. Do not ignore them. So while you're a couple, while the bride or the groom are, are filling out you know, your contact form on your phone or whatever it is, engage with that person, right? Engage them. If it's a parent, so, hey, this is, this has got to be exciting for you. Is this like, is this your only child? Is this, is this your first wedding? How are you feeling? What are you most excited about for this whole process? I'm not asking all those questions just to be clear. I'm just kind of popcorning out different questions that you could ask. Okay. But engage with them. You guys, actually, can I tell you this? This is a little, uh, people who, um, who have been two trade shows actually as a lead, like you've been engaged and you've gone to a bridal show and you've brought your supporter or somebody, they will literally have a little notebook uh, most of the time and they will be like Xing out people's names and they will be circling and starring people's names. I, as I engage with moms and dads and, and sisters and siblings and grandparents and who knows who they are, like they're going to mark you as like, huh, I liked him or they're not. Okay. So please don't, ignore those individuals. Okay. Don't ignore them. What I want to do you guys is I want to, um, hop into some of the post-show follow-up. I want to just kind of address maybe a, a quick tip for you guys. And then podcast listeners, um, I'm going to hop into this, into the live stream that's ex uh, currently recording in the mastermind community. It's already been recorded. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, and I'm going to see what some of the questions are there. Uh, I'll read the question for you guys who are listening and, and, and I'll kind of answer some of those questions as well here on the podcast. Again, Podcast listeners, please join the Mastermind community so you can be a part of one of these kind of behind-the-scenes podcast recording episodes uh, down the road. So here's going to be my one quick pro tip for um, post-show follow-up. So the show's over. It's, it's done. And now you've got to, like, engage back with these people, okay? Now, the, the, the show itself, the expo, they're going to send you this massive list of every single soul <laughs> that came through those doors, right? And, uh, but, but I'm going to ignore that, okay? I don't need that because what I've done is I've engaged personally with 
with hopefully every single person. My goal at a bridal show is to never have somebody walk by my booth without having me or my team engage with them. Keyword team. I always have like two to three people at a bridal show. Okay. So no one's passing me by unless I've spoken to them. And so I'm going to be engaging with those people individually and personally. Okay. And I'm going to be um, texting. The people now I've asked them permission when I when I go to collect information like if you were a lead coming to my booth I'm gonna pull up my phone and I'm gonna say hey can I shoot you a text this week and just get you some more information I'm gonna I'm gonna be that casual about it right I'm gonna get out my phone I'm say hey can I shoot you a text this week and shoot you some more information that's it okay and I'm gonna be texting those people because I've had their permission if they say yes maybe they say no that's fine right but you know if they say yes I'm going to be texting that week. I'm going to be texting them something personal to each individual one. Now, here's one of the things that you could do. Um, I uh, Before you pack up your booth, do yourself a favor and take a photograph of yourself standing in front of your booth, okay? And when you go to text the person, text them that photograph. Say, hey, this is me. Remember this kid? Uh, and maybe there's something memorable that comes along with it. But when you text him your face, standing within the space that you guys met, hopefully that'll begin to connect the dots. So that way you're not just some random text that they got some from some vendor that they don't even know which vendor it was. I want to connect my face, my sound, like who I am back to their brain. Because people buy from people. They don't buy from bridal shows. Okay. So that's please make sure you get a photograph of yourself standing in front of you, showcasing your booth. And when you go to connect back to people, make sure that that is a part of that engagement that you're having. Okay. You guys, I want to hop into the mastermind group now and see if there's a couple of questions there, maybe a couple of comments. I'm going to read these live for you podcast listeners and begin to answer them. And so uh, let, let's kind of dive in. So Amanda asked this question, as a new photographer, how much money should someone expect to spend on their booth setup? Amanda, I'm here to tell you that you can go uh, lean and mean with your booth setup. Here are some ways to save on money for your booth setup. I can't tell you exactly how much to spend, but I can tell you all the opportunities for ways to save. The number one thing that you can do to save is to go in with partnerships, to go in with vendor partnerships. Because again, if I can connect with a florist and say, I would love to produce some photographs for you. I'd love to do some headshots. I'd love to photograph you working or create images of your, your floral designs. I'd love to make you a couple prints for your booth. Um, would you be up for maybe making me um, a couple centerpieces or a couple kind of displays to make my booth prettier and we can put some of your cards out by them? Well, I just got more or less air quotes free floral, right? Um, same thing with maybe a, a staging company. Maybe I can reach out to a staging company and say, I'd love to photograph all your new inventory that you get this year uh, on like some, some white backdrops for your website. It looks like your website needs updated. I'd love to kind of photograph your inventory so your couples can see what inventory you have. Would you be up for letting me use some pillars and a couch? Maybe that's what you could do. You guys, uh, our whole booth setup, which I'll get a photograph uh, of our booth setup in the show notes. We don't pay anything for it because of all the vendor partnerships, okay? Now, we like to do like a nice floor for our booth, okay? Like a nice like little rollout wood floor. We just get a rollout piece of vinyl and we go to, you take take your pick. It's like Home Depot, Menards, Lowe's, whatever those hardware stores are. And you can go back to the vinyl section of flooring and most of that vinyl section of flooring, they're needing to get really large pieces. And at the end of the roll, there'll usually be a piece that's not big enough for a real product. Project, meaning like a kitchen, right? And so all you really need is most likely a 10 by 10 square of kind of vinyl or linoleum kind of flooring rolled up, right? And so a lot of times they will put that in the discount bin or you could ask, hey, is there any way that you could discount this scrap piece? And so we can oftentimes get our linoleum or a vinyl wood floor rolled up and we just roll it out at the bridal show uh, also on the cheap. So you shouldn't need to be spending too much uh, if you don't need to. You guys, I'm here to tell you, you don't need a big fancy wall, right? I've never had a big fancy wooden barn door wall. You can do it. It's great. Love it. It looks, it looks amazing. I'm just not about that life. <laughs> I don't build things uh, with my hands. I just like paint pictures and take photographs, right? So uh, I'm not the craftiest individual. So if you've seen all the Pinterest boards of these crazy setups, you can do it. And it's awesome, by the way. It's so cool. And I'm always jealous, but you don't need to do it. Okay. 
All right, cool. Awesome. Um, let's see. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Jessica says, what do you do when a bride brings a literal entourage with her, a group of five or more? Well, when a bride brings the literal entourage, sometimes I'll just engage the literal entourage, right? Now, like I'll just, y'all, like, and sometimes I'll just, I'll just call it out. Like I'll go over and be like, damn, you got a lot of people. <laughs> like, who are all y'all? Right? Like, I'll disengage the group. And maybe that's less of an individual, like, sentimental conversation. And it's more just banter and joking around. Uh, or, I'll, you know, it's like, are you guys as overwhelmed as I am? Um, or who knows? Like, who knows what it is? But I'll just engage the whole entourage. Um, there's another question here. Jessica says, How many images do you include in the slideshow you have during the wedding show? Jess, great question. So, I recommend including the best of the damn best 30 photographs. Once again, if you can't impress someone with 30 pictures, you ain't gonna impress them with 40, 50, 60, 100, 200, or a whole bunch of random blog posts, okay? So 30 of the best photographs that you have, all right? 30 of the best ones that you have. Um, Katrina says, do you give big discounts or do you keep your regular prices? Katrina, um, without getting too, uh, there's some, there's some little sneaky stuff that I do, some little Jedi stuff. Um, but generally speaking, I'm not going into the show with discounts. Um, I, I don't win people on discounts. I win people by being another human. And so Katrina, um, I don't do discounts at bridal shows. Okay. So th there's not like this, this huge banner of, of discounts. I'm not advertising giveaways and that kind of stuff. So that's, um, a big thing that a lot of people do. I think most people do giveaways at bridal shows because they believe it will be something that will generate traffic into your booth, right? Like engagement giveaway, um, free giveaway, like a big you know thing that says that. And I've done it in the past and it's not gonna be the thing that will get people into your booth or will get people signing up. The thing that will get people into your booth and will get people signing up that are actually gonna pay for your services is by treating them as as humans, as like engaging with them as, as people um, and being fully yourself. Um, Carmen says, do you prefer canvas or framed pictures? Carmen, um, a little bit of both. This is a personal preference thing, but when you're doing like a nine foot image, like I had mentioned earlier, um, that nine foot banner image that I'm doing is canvas. You could also do Bay Photo has these amazing images called Expo Exposers. Um, they're a little bit more um, costly, but they are incredible. Uh, so I'd encourage you to use those. Um, personally, I liked framed prints, just like in my home. I just like that there's a certain sophistication that comes with a really well done, large framed uh, collection uh, is what I like. Um, Okay, good. So let me see. I think there may be one more question here that I'll take, and then we will do a little sign off here uh, for you guys. Um, let's see. see, see, see. Uh, da, da, da. No, I'm feeling pretty good. A lot of the other ones are a little too long, a little too many paragraphs. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, I just want to give you guys uh, a shout out. Um, I've seen an explosion of growth with listeners and I just want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening and I want to thank you for engaging with me on Instagram. I invite you guys to, to connect with me on Instagram. Um, and so many of you do. And so uh, if you listen to the podcast and you'd love to actually, um, connect with me or ask me a question or, or whatever it is, shoot me a DM on Instagram at J Ben Hartley, letter J at J Ben Hartley on Instagram. And I'd love to just say, hi, I'd love to just thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't people out there listening. And so I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm, I'm excited, man. This is an amazing time to be a photographer. Can I encourage you guys with this? If you're getting started in your business, there's no better time than right now. There is no better time. The, the, the bar for the industry is continuing to be raised and there's so much opportunity to do what you love, uh, and, and make a great living doing it. And so you guys, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, and we will see you on the next episode of the six free photography podcast until then. Bye everybody.